SEO this week. Hey everyone, how y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of SEO this week. Thank you for watching or listening. If you are on Facebook or YouTube as we go live, as always, just remember you can chat anytime you want, regardless of where you're at. Just leave a comment or hit the live chat. Um, either way, hit the subscribe button. On the YouTubes, I would appreciate it. It's kind of make me more internet famous. Uh, get some engagement and try to get YouTube to push the show a little bit more in the um, the shared videos features, uh, etc. If you're on the Facebook, don't worry about it. You can also leave a comment uh, as well. I will be able to see it. And then obviously the Periscope folks. Um, for whatever reason, I don't get the Periscope one, so. But at least I reach you, so at least you get to see something, right? Uh, and then we have the uh, Apple. I figured out the Rode Podcaster too, so I have the last two episodes are ready to go for the podcast. After today, I'll uh, download it off of the Rodecaster uh, onto the Mac, and then I'll submit all three of those today uh, to my feed. And then I'll get sent to the Apple Store and uh, Spotify, so that's cool. So, as always, if you want to see the notes or the show uh, links for today, click the description below or go to digitalear.com, SEO this week, and you'll find the episode. Uh, we have, or I found some decent uh, news stories for you that I think will, will be interesting. And then today, for the quote-unquote training portion, I just kind of want to go over in links. Um, I talked about it briefly during my uh, content optimization episode and how to use that in conjunction with cognitive SEO. Uh, but as you all know, as, as since then I moved back. I moved back to uh, Surfer SEO for the your content optimization part. So, uh, and then not, and then InLinks is still there, and Phrase is still there before and after. So, in relations, but all in all, it does uh, cognitive and, and Surfer aren't that that much far apart uh, from for information point of view and I there's some features inside of surfer that I actually liked a little bit better than cognitive and the UI was cleaner and um, the uh, the support over at surfer didn't act half retarded when you asked them questions so um, so surfer it is <laughs> and uh, well with that let me get on with the the, the news. First is um, the first article is a JavaScript SEO post. I've, I've shared a lot of these. Uh, this one's not for um, people that are more advanced or already well into JavaScript and, and, and looking into that. Uh, this one is actually a beginner's guide. It uh, goes along the lines of filling in the blanks on a lot of definitions and why it's such a big deal. Not so, not like doing it, but you know, paying attention to it and why people talk about it so much and all that stuff. Um, so think of this as this is probably the introduction that we could have all used um, when JavaScript became a thing that was so in, intertwined in in our SEO work and our websites, etc. Uh, and now that uh, we have this, I think we'll be a little bit better. It'll be better for us putting together, um, you know, putting together SEO plans and all that stuff and implementing other things that you, you already know or uh, you're currently learning as part of your overall process. So I think that 
that post is actually um, it's worthwhile for us at this point in our SEO um, adventures, right? Uh, next is an article about faceted navigation. If you're not uh, familiar with faceted navigation, fa- basically it's a fancy term for when you are on an e-commerce site or any site that has a search function as part of its uh, web navigation, i.e. you're looking for a specific product in a specific category, uh, in a specific size, in a specific color, uh, you, what you end up doing is creating what's called faceted navigation, and there's a parameter that your URL turns into. Uh, and, and the common problem with that is, one, if you don't control it uh, very often, um, Googlebot and pretty much any bot, for that matter, will just go through and run through your site uh, continuously doing all these variations. And the more products and the more variations you have, the more products and variations of this URLs that uh, Googlebot will find and then ergo index as unique URLs. Uh, and this kind of, this can actually hurt e-com stores. It can hurt your promotion. It can hurt the way you're, uh, you're, uh, SEOing your products, all that stuff. And you don't want that to get crazy. And the other big thing is, uh, everyone talks about it is crawl budget. Um, I haven't seen really anyone say, you know, how do you determine what your crawl budget is? Like in a real, in a real way. Um, beyond go looking at your logs and seeing how often Googlebot goes there and see how long they stay and then kind of try to figure it out, sort of, kind of. Um, and inside a search console, you can tell it to go full on or you can tell it to be, you know, a little more nicer about your website. Anyway, so faceted navigation is kind of a, is a system uh, that is uh, usually handled with canonicals. So your main search page uh, has is your um, canonical page for your navigation. That way you don't have a whole bunch of random pages inside of there. Uh, the downside of doing that is that you don't you lose the chance of ranking for long tail terms. So really obscure, crazy long tail terms that surprisingly enough. Oftentimes, well, not I won't say oftentimes, but there are times when those long tail terms actually have a lot of search volume. And when I'm talking a lot, it's you know three to five hundred um, searches a month. That's a lot when you're selling products, right? That one conversion here, one conversion there, that all adds up to hundred conversions. So, um, this what this post that on the fast navigation I'm sharing with you is actually going through a process to show you how to. Um, programmatically set up your faceted navigation so that it identifies search volume for the strings that end up getting searched for. And if the string has no search volume, the canonical is set. If it has a search volume based off of the data that you give it, that page is actually turned into its own page. It self-canonicalizes. You get access to doing um, meta descriptions and optimizing it uh, for that specific search term with all your products in it. Uh, So I think it's really, really cool and and, and fascinating to me. The example is given where a guy or the, the author had a Shopify site and then moved it to WordPress uh, but he says you can do it in Shopify. Just doesn't explain how to do it in Shopify. 
and, and <laughs> I guess to use your own, right? So if you want to use Shopify, you're going to have to figure it out, but there are some WordPress solutions in, in this post to actually handle it. So I think I'm going to try it, um, not necessarily on e-com, but on a, on an affiliate site that I have that is set up like an e-com store. I'm going to see what I can do with that. I think this is going to be something that you guys can do, and it'll be a good um, good test and a good e-commerce adventure, uh, as it were. Uh, let's see. Next is a strong backlink profile. This is a noobs post. Um, I don't say noobs insulting, but there's just so many people that come into the SEO every day, and you know what is new to to them is old to us, right? So um, this is a this is a post. If you already have your own backlink analysis thing, you're not going to get a whole lot out of this. But if you have um, never done backlink analysis before or looked at backlink profiles, and I think you'll find this to be a handy. Uh, reference for you at least kind of get you get your feet wet and start um start somewhere you know what i mean so that's how that is um next one is product schema this post is really just news it's um rich snippet for products you know you have search result underneath your search result if you have your schema turned on uh and up and written correctly you'll get a price tag it'll say the price of your thing, and that's a good CTR. Uh, and now they've updated that, so you can actually highlight price drops. So I was selling it for a hundred bucks, and then it'll say, or um, you could say, it'll say, it'll say that you're selling it for fifty. Used to be one hundred, um, and kind of show the highlight that you have it on sale, or you have a competitive price versus your competitors. Um, Pretty cool, I think, uh, and that's you know not really too much more you can go on <laughs> into that. Uh, the lines of J- JSON LD aren't that much, uh, and essentially you're just adding that you a price drop line and then uh, adding a um, what the price used to be, uh, and, and feeding the beast as it were uh, for that. On those lines of featured snippets. Uh, there's a, a post in there talking about how featured snippets have this new, I don't even want to call it a feature, but if you don't know how feature snippets work, Google, there's a search result. Google is looking for related posts or pages about it. They find your website and where in your paragraph, you answer this question that the search query is for Google takes your words and puts it in the search results in the number one thing, and then cites your website inside of, quote-unquote, the featured snippet. Now, the intent there is so that uh, you won't leave Google and go to that website to um, learn about it. The intent is so that you that the user will stay on Google, they'll get the answer, and then maybe they'll do another search or they'll click, about, click on an ad or something like that. It's... By no means are featured snippets designed there to, for your benefit as a business owner. Um, and countries like uh, Australia and the EU are pretty much kind of had it with Google, right? So um, there was the news stuff in, in the EU. That was a big deal. And, and Google was fined a whole bunch of money. Uh, in the EU, and now they're trying to work all that stuff out. And Australia is going along the same routes where if you um, Google, if you're going to use people's content to monetize, 
inside of the search results to keep people in the search results and not on their website, then you have to have an agreement with them uh, to pay. And on top of that, you have to notify business owners um, at least two weeks in advance before you make a change to the algorithm that may or may not affect their business. Uh, and Google said, Oh, we, that's not, um, that's not doable. We're not, we're not going to do that. And we're probably, if that law is passed, we're going to leave Australia. Um, I don't know. I think that would be the better for Australia personally, but, uh, we'll see if, uh, Australia caves uh, on that. And, but in this case, what they're doing now to kind of alleviate all these criminal things and, and, uh, what's it called? Um, antitrust uh, laws, etc., is they're they're changing the featured snippet. So they're taking your exact copy and they're putting it in the featured snippet. They're citing you as the author of that copy in the via a link, and then they're changing the that copy to link to other people besides you. So not only are they monetizing your content, but they're altering your content for. Uh, commercial purposes commercial use um i'm not a lawyer never pretended to be one but um, if anyone of you who are watching um is a lawyer i'd like to like kind of hear your opinions about that so leave it leave it in the comments below is um legally they're citing it okay they're using it uh to answer a question and, and providing the a citation um, I would believe that that falls under fair use. Uh, and then on top of that, they're monetizing it. Fair use, eh, getting a little bit of gray area, but I, I would still go under it's probably fair use stuff, right? Um, but then altering it, modifying the copyrighted um, HTML, which is essentially what they're doing. They're taking the code off a website and putting it in feature snippets and they're modifying it and then monetizing it. Is there an issue um, there? So uh, I'm sure that Google's got a, a thousand lawyers just sitting on, on the staff, um, trying, you know, figuring answers and all this stuff out. But I'd like to hear your guys' opinions on it. Um, I've never been a fan of featured snippets. I think they're just a great way to keep people off of your website. Uh, and the more we populate Google, the more they turn into a curation engine and don't send any traffic to you and your businesses. Um, so uh, we'll see how users react to this um, new thing. Uh, the white hat SEOs think it's uh, kind of a mixed bag, which is interesting. At least they're kind of coming around. Um, but for the most part, it's, I'm going to get my featured snippet and show my client how good I am. Um, never mind that your traffic dropped just 25% because of that thing. All right. Uh, and then the final one is in image optimization. It's kind of a, a code one, uh, a nerdy code one. Uh, but there's eight different sets of code in there in, in different ways to put your uh, image on your website in order to make sure that the optimization is shown in the Google or that the browser is seeing the right image at the right time, etc. based off a device, etc. And then there's also a new format that I haven't even heard of 
yet that is listed in there uh, that's supposed to be better than WebP. So if you remember how long it took WebP to get implemented across the board, um, I'm not going to expect this new format to show up. I think it was like two, three years before all the browsers actually supported WebP. Um, Chrome supports this new one, but Firefox does with a, there's a message that you have to acknowledge before it'll show the images and then Safari doesn't at all. So, um, I, I expect that it'll be a while probably before all three of the browsers acknowledge this new, this new, um, file format, but supposedly it's faster than WebP and WebP is actually pretty good. So, uh, we'll see how it all pans out, but that's the, uh, the news. You guys have any questions? I'm not seeing any. Um, I see two up here in, in the dash, right? So the nice song, and I see it here first, and then my chat thing, I don't see it. I only see Sean's laugh out loud. But it doesn't appear that I missed any questions, so I think I'm good. Woo, thank goodness. Uh, all right, so that's it for the news. Uh, I got a, uh, found a, a tool. It's probably not new to most of you guys. Feedly Pro, I signed up for that. Um, and now I have probably almost 100 different websites that are monitoring for news. Um, there's a couple of them. Search Engine Land is um, the biggest uh, offender uh, that... You know, as soon as you open it up, you get three or four pop-ups. You scroll down, another pop-up comes. It's full of ads and all that crap. And I'm all for monetizing, but I don't read local news stations' websites because of that. So I, I probably won't be giving you guys any more search engine land news. Um, it sucks. There's they got some good authors that are contributing to that, but they just turn that into it's a horrible site experience. So uh, I spent some time and and found. Um, to me, probably another 50 new resources to me that were new to me uh, and added those into Feedly Pro. And um, I think we're, we'll have a new, um, some good exposure to some new websites and stuff. Uh, and on top of that, people are submitting their websites to me, their web pages uh, for news and articles that they wrote. And if you guys write something that you think is awesome, that is uh, worthy for the show, uh, go to, to digitalear.com and then SEO this week. There's a form at the bottom of the page, and you just submit your website right in there. Um, bear in mind, I use Excismet, so if you are doing a lot of spamming and stuff, I won't ever see it, and the form will just put it in the trash. So um, make sure you actually go in there and, and, and you know submit your link and then kind of be intelligent about what you write in there and submit something so that they can actually see it and you're trying to submit it to the show. Uh, and I would love to highlight you know, some of your all's content if you're writing it. Uh, in re anything re related to marketing, web design, tech, uh, SEO, um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be pure SEO stuff, right? So, um, and because I have the type of mind where I can look at a marketing method and say and kind of. Hey, what about this? What do we? What if we do this? What if we do that? Right. And uh, same with tools. You have tools that you want to that you reviewed for affiliate stuff, uh, and you actually spent the time to write a really good one. Uh, share it with me. I have no problem sharing some reviews too. So um, just reach out and to the via the form, 
And I uh, look forward to see what you have coming. And with that, I am going to jump over to the IMAX screen. And let's look about, let's look at inlinks. Uh, this is inlinks.net. After the show, well, I'll update the description with my um, affiliate link if you guys want to pay me for some coffee and stuff. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, but uh, what this is, is if you if you remember, uh, Text Razor came out and then Phrase came out. Um, uh, clear scope, and there was one other one. Uh, I want to say wise a word AI, word lift, um, word lift came out, and they were all content optimization. And the, basically, the premise was based off of the Google NLP API and the IBM Watson NLP API that you could take your content and throw it in there and um, optimize it. Since then, there's been a whole bunch of crazy follow-on tools, and everyone's kind of doing their thing. Even I was going to have a tool made, but I could never find a developer that was actually um, capable—not not so much capable, but you know, was competent enough to actually be around all the time and answer my questions and, and build out a good site uh, or a good tool, good content optimization tool. And I still have some ideas around that, but you know, as uh, these tools become more and more plentiful. They eventually, the market gets saturated, right? And um, and then you're eventually just playing the popularity game. And I think it's pretty safe to say that Surfer SEO has won that, right? And so um, pretty much everywhere you go now, they, everyone's talking about Surfer and we're using Surfer for this and we're using Surfer for that. Um, but I still like to actually search around uh, and I'll bounce from tool to tool just to see which ones provide me the best um, bang for my buck. And when you saw the content optimization one, it was Word, Microsoft Word, to Phrase, to uh, Cognitive SEO, to Endlinks. And that was my writing process. And that writing process actually served me pretty well. And I think I've shared this one. Uh, research services. I think this should be here still. I know it's not on page one because I did a rank tracker tech today. Uh, it might be um, there. It is page two, and that is with that content optimization process. Now you all know if you're in SEO, keyword research services is not. An easy term, right? So, but I did it with just keyword optim with the uh, on-page optimization. No, I this I take that back. I lied to you. I did it with just content optimization. I haven't even done any of the on-page optimization stuff, with exception to the sections in there are all using headings, like you would write. Right, so here's my main topic, H1, and then my subtopics, H2s, and my subtopics of those subtopics, H3s. Um, those are there, uh, but for the rest of that, I haven't done anything else to that. And you see that it's ranking pretty good. Um, and I think I built maybe I don't know, maybe forty backlinks to that page, if that. Um, and those and those backlinks were all like 
SEO autopilot quality backlinks, right? Nothing special. There's no PBNs pointing at it. There's no real power. Uh, it's just, you know, some backlinks to say, look, I got some backlinks, right? Um, and so as you go, as we go along through this, there's more and more tools that are coming out. I think Market Muse offered their thing on AppSumo. Um, and that looks really cool from the, from the face of that offer, uh, and you can buy, you can stack the three codes. I think it was one ninety nine with three codes stacked, and then you get um, all these features, and you get ten credits. Well, if you look a little bit closer at the details, those ten credits, um, each one of those is a hundred bucks. So after you've burned through your ten credits, and if and at that point you want to get content briefs which is the first reason why you would use these tools is to get content briefs. You'd have to pay a hundred bucks for each credit. Nobody got time for that Willis. And the, and the, there, I saw the example of the content briefs and they're no better than phrases. As a matter of fact, uh, phrases really stepping up their game. Phrases, uh, content briefs are even better than in links and in links aren't that bad. Um, but with this tool, there are some things inside of the content briefs that you can leverage. And I'm just going to go and we're going to jump into into these. I signed in earlier. I'm going to sign in again. I showed you my email and that's going to be spam the hell now. Um, all right. So where's my keyword analysis? There we go. This is the one that I did uh, for the page. You see I got a score of 96 in here. Uh, if you did the over the shoulder series in uh, in um, SIA, uh, SEO Intelligence Agency, and you watch that over the shoulder series as I've been uploading it, I'm pretty sure I went over this one, this particular page, but I came into here uh, with like a 93 after Surfer. No, after Cognitive. Um, and then um, upped it up a little bit, and there's a 96. Um, and there's there's some things in here in this tool that you got to be aware of when you're when you're trying it out. And that is um, one, it's not very SEO dummy centric, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So like we're sh- kind of shiny object people, right? We want to know how we rank the fastest with this tool, that tool. This method, that method, this tactic, etc. And this one is actually kind of strategic. Um, I let's look at the big picture of things. And his content, uh, it's Dixon Jones from Majestic. He started this company. Uh, his content is actually written in a strategic point of view versus a, a tactical point of view. And tactics and methods is kind of what SEOs are used to. And these content briefs. Or I would I would argue they're actually kind of presented that way, um, in in much the same manner. It's really strategic, and the the concept is overall is as you build out and establish the topics of your website and the categories of your website, um, you kind of do that with the content as well and and work things out. Um, when I got this the first time. Uh, I actually paid for a month and then I canceled uh, because I just didn't get it. I'm like, okay, good content editor. Surfer's got one of those. Um, so what? 
what do I care? Um, and then uh, everyone was talking about, well, in links, you can do schema. And that's true. You can do schema with in links, but if you have uh, in links do it, one, is not as good as my schema. Uh, and two, it's applied via JSON script that is, as soon as you cancel, all your schema goes away. And you know how much I'm a fan of that. Like, I get it. You want to keep uh, the um, the recurring model going, uh, all that stuff. That's why schema apps that way. That's why Inlinks is that way. That's why um, Word AI is that, or Word Lift is that way. That's why um, when my schema tool comes out, it'll probably be that way. I'm not entirely sure how we're going to do the implementation. Um straight of our dashboard yet, but my guess is it's probably going to, there's probably going to be a method that you can do it that way. Um, but I also want to provide one that you can do it with a Google tag manager deployment, or you can just copy paste it and manually do it. And that way, you know, if you're, if you're one of those people who spends hours doing uh, schema and, and you can, if you do it right and you actually enjoy it, um, like myself, then, uh, your client doesn't pay tools like this are awesome. Cause you just go in there and shut off um, the deployment and all your work is now it's, it's there for you, but it's no longer on that website. Right. So um, plus and minuses for that stuff. Anyway, uh, some things that and I'm not going to go really in depth into all the, the bells and whistles of this. Um, you can get that actually Dixon hosts a hit um, when you sign up you can schedule an appointment with him and he'll spend 30 minutes with you just going through things. I didn't take advantage of that until I signed up again. Um, and I was missing out on a lot of stuff and I was missing out on a lot of concepts and et cetera. So we're going to, I'm just going to do that, do the highlights for you. Check it out. If you get it great, if you don't great. Um, and, uh, and if you do get it, get on to get on with Dixon. So you, um, know some more about it. So first, the search engine understanding numbers in the keyword analysis, et cetera. I'm going to go to, um, I don't want to do that. I want to go to, I need to get back to that window that had R96 on it. There you go. Uh, this part is actually uh, beta and it, it's basically supposed to be measuring how Google understands your article uh, and w your search when compared to your search re um, requests, right? So your keyword versus this is what the articles, um, et cetera. And actually 9% is pretty good. I talked to Dixon. He said his system is on average like the best pages or getting around a 13%. So... Um, based off of this system, uh, a 9% is actually pretty good. So you look at that and you're like, oh, it's a 96, but it's a 9. Uh, knowing that, because I, I asked him, like when I saw that, I was like, what the hell is up with this crappy grade? Uh, he And he, he explained it <laughs> some more, and then now it's not so crappy, right? But you can look at this. Uh, here you go. So average at 18%. Um, and so... Uh, you could probably worry about that, but not necessarily if it's like none, then you might have an issue, but 9 to 18% anywhere in that range, uh, I think you're going to be okay. Readability ease. This one I always ignored. Uh, if you watch or if you're an SIA, I presented 
Um, and I presented some for you guys too, right? I presented some of the changes from the the December core update, and I pointed out that the readability scores were back in there correlating, which was odd, but it wasn't for all of the keywords. Um, so this is for right now, I would say probably not that much use, but it talks about the flesh Kincaid readability and you can click that little thingy and learn about that. But at the end of the day, if you're trying to make things as simple as possible and, and, and et cetera, you kind of want to write for like a sixth grader under the readability of ease, but just remember that uh, depending on your market, etc., you may need to start analyzing that readability score and seeing what everyone else is doing, uh, and that would kind of tell you what Google expects. So correlation is not necessarily causation, I get it, but if all you have to work is some correlating factors to start off with, why would you ignore them? Uh, and readability is kind of in that, in that game boat, it's not, uh, this didn't come back, uh, in the, uh, December core update across the board, but it came back significantly enough that we actually, that I took note of it and we'll see how that plays out into the future. And we got to do some tests and stuff and see how, see what we can do. That's a little bit harder to test that readability score in a, um, in a fake keyword environment. So we may need to do some, um, some silo pages, uh, on digital ear uh, and have them all be the same topic for different cities uh, and then uh, change the um, the quality, the the readability modify the readability and see which one does better I don't know that that's um, that, I'll tell you right now it's not scientific but at least we'll be able to see you know if I have a whole bunch of number sixes pointing at something uh, or a whole bunch of posts that are written in, um, you know, for sixth graders, is that good versus a whole bunch of posts read for high school, high schoolers. And that's kind of how this is broken down. Right. So, um, we'll see how, how that works out and, uh, and be able to test that and kind of a, a real world, uh, environment, which is good. Um, this stuff, I really don't, <clears throat> I pay attention to like this, the number one orientation. So my number one topic is, and then once I know what my number one topic is, I kind of ignore all the rest of these and just focus on what my number one topic is based off of the search results. Um, and this is not necessarily, it's a topics analysis and these, these are the categories. So if you're used to the Google NLP API, you'll get a, a bunch of categories and then you'll get a bunch of entities. These are not necessarily always entities, um, but you kind of get, the uh, where that's going there right so categories and entities uh, and so when i look at optimizing my pages i really want to go for what is the number one thing and it's kind of like a, a maps right so if you're ranking an seo uh, gmb um, for seo you want to put internet marketing services versus a uh, web designer um, all mine have web designers because I, I like targeting the web design leads first but um, in, in this particular example, marketing and advertising is kind of where I want to go. And obviously keyword SEO website, marketing, keyword research analysis, all that stuff is in there. And all of it is obviously in my content. And I even overused this one here. Pretty cool. 
And then you have this overall score. This one actually is kind of, it's not like a surfer where you can just add some more words or a lot of those other tools where you add words and the score goes up. Not, not this way. Um, you actually kind of have to have to play around with this and, and figure out what's going on and, and what words are um, looked for versus others and then how those words are combined with other words to actually form that topic. Um, so in, in this case, if you just pretend you're looking at surfer, surfer says I need to add more instances of keyword. In here... I actually have to write keyword, but it's got to be or surrounded by terms that actually make this a keyword um, relevant to the topic that I'm looking for, SEO or website. You know what I mean? Um, so this is a, it's a little bit harder to manipulate this, but as you get around and play with it, you can actually um, you kind of figure it out uh, as you go. As an example, see how I'm overused on rankings. Um, I actually, when I was, when I was writing this, it says I have eight, like I had probably like 15. No, I actually had less and I ended up over up or using hitting overuse because I had to keep adding ranking in order to get the score to go up. Uh, and I had to add it in different contest of sentences etc and then finally the score popped up and then it said oh but oh by the way now you're overused um which was kind of a pain uh, in the ass uh and and i mean that by look over here it says it's missing the topic and here's the topic this goes out and here's rank and rankings uh and then you have these other related things and you can you know this is the relationship blah 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 and here's the the link so it says it's missing it, but in here it said I had overused it. So how can I be missing it and overuse it at the same time? So there's a little bit of mixed messages uh, inside of this software that you kind of got to get used to. And it's really like when you're talking about web addresses, for example, you want to write a paragraph or a sentence and use the term web addresses in there, but also form that uh, sentence in order to address the f fact that you're talking about the uniform resource locator, the URL, uh, and etc., and kind of build that out a little bit more before the InLinks uh, tool will actually give you full credit for it. And it's not really that hard uh to do it it's just kind of you know what if you don't know that you're going in here filling this out and you're going it's not increasing it's not recognizing it keeps saying the same things over and over again it's giving me contradictory information well it's kind of because there's not um you're not forming the topic properly uh, and so that's because this is a combination of the google nlp api and uh, their own um machine learning, AI, gizmo programming uh, that puts those two together and actually helps you form topics versus just talking about or listing topics. Uh, so hopefully I haven't lost you uh, just yet. <laughs> uh, and then you can go through and, and do the all topics thing if you want to. Most people are going to start off here anyway, uh, and then you just kind of filter down looking at the list and going, is that really something that I want to 
talk about you know what i mean so uh, in this case marketing software and technology is probably the ones that you want to hit on um, the most but you see the here's sales sciences none of that stuff was listed but it was also um, high in the thing so you'd actually talk a little bit about this because competition obviously you talk about some keyword research you talk about etc um, so you gotta it's it's kind of a hit and miss this philosophy of switching to the number one thing doesn't always work. You gotta just kind of get used to this tool and, and mess with it. Uh, the search analysis is there. Keep a note of these highlighted. This is the stuff that's determined or found by Inlinks, and this is the stuff that's determined by Google. As I use this, um, these the ones that are by Google, I try to make sure that most of those end up in my content because it's Google. Inlinks is great. Google is better. Um, so I'll look through there and see if there's stuff that's related that I can add. Like keyword research would be in there. Seattle, maybe if I was talking about a Seattle plumber example or something like that, I could figure that out. Uh, and then like some of these, like SEM rest, search engine optimization, you see search engine optimization is kind of a big deal. It's in three of those, et cetera. So that, that stuff is there. And then you just kind of look at your competition. Uh, top density, I'm really worried about that. Number of eternal links, that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, referring domain or readability ease, if it says RD, that's weird, they changed it. Readability ease is that, right? And then the search engine score, you see most of those are in the eights, and there's some 20 T's and stuff in there. Um, but we don't care. Um, keywords, it's exactly what. It sounds like just a whole bunch of list of keywords. If you're doing uh, link building stuff, I would. Um, I'm not going to tell you to take all these and use them all for your anchor text instead of your um, generics, like click here and web stuff. But um, you probably really should. Uh, questions. You've seen this phrase. All of them. They all have. They all pull questions from from everywhere. And so here's some more questions and stuff. Uh, also, a great list of um, anchor text. Just throwing it out there. All these questions are great anchor text. You don't even have to talk about them in your content. If you have them in your schema, um, it's on the page. Technically, it's in the HTML. Um, and these are all good clickbait anchor text to your topic. So I'm talking about keyword analysis, and I could do all this stuff and do some anchor text and build some links. And if I, you know, if I wasn't so white hat and link building wasn't bad, then I would use this for anchor text. So anchor text, anchor text. Context structure. This is really good if you um, have writing teams and you want to do uh, full on content briefs. Probably going to get a better thing out of uh, phrase, uh, but yeah, this actually kind of helps you out. So introduction: H one, H two, H through two, H two, H. Three, you know what I mean? So um, this is all kind of built out for you. You can kind of write an article based off of keywords and just sort of get a good idea of where you're going to go um, in order to put it all together. It's, it's, I'll be completely honest, this is hit or miss. Even phrases is hit or miss. Um, and you're going to have to do some editing and stuff, but it's better than starting with nothing. Uh, and then you have the topic chart. 
This is really cool. It's fancy. You put it in a slide and stuff and impress your clients or your boss or your wives or whatever. And look how smart you are. You can figure all this stuff out. But if you look at it, it says it's missing. And then it talks about process optimization. So I should probably include something about process optimization. Um, outreach is missing. Company evaluation planning. Uh, and then based off of the colors, it's kind of the important stuff. So if you're writing and you're like... <clears throat> Excuse me, if you're writing and you're like, I just don't know what I want to write about or I don't know what else to add to this. It's pretty much everything I wanted to say. You come back in here and you just find the red dots. So URL, question, ranking, planning, email, uh, hyperlink, and pricing. And just worry about getting those in there. And surprisingly or not, when you do that, this goes up. Your score goes up. I'm a 96 now. At some point, I'm just kind of like, you know, that's really annoying. After after 96, I mean, seriously, you've pretty much done it, especially when you look at the SERP analysis and the scores aren't really all that in a bag of chips. So, um, but this is really cool, and I, I like this feature. It just gets you out of this and kind of puts it in, pretty pictures and you can understand it a little bit better and just go about about your day so that's really cool and you can export this in the csv if you uh and he's got some posts i actually highlighted this where you can actually take this in the csv and then do it for your competition and then compare where they have and you don't um directly and that actually uh narrows that list down even more uh, and makes everything a lot better for you so that's cool and then, obviously, the editor. This editor is not compatible with Word. You cannot come in here and put a Word document straight in here. You cannot come in here and put a Surfer content um, content you put in Surfer in here. Likewise, you can't take what's in here and go put it in Surfer because every single developer on the planet... Um, is the greatest ever, and for whatever reason, not one of them can decide to actually pick a universal freaking editor that works with everything. Uh, and that's pretty much the same thing with here. So, if you are like me and you're doing, you're writing your article in Word and you're doing all the headings and all that stuff and making it all look pretty and awesome, uh, and then uh, you paste it in here like thirty times and you can't figure out why it keeps changing and you're getting pissed off, just save yourself the trouble. Um, copy it out of Word or Surfer, put it in a regular text editor like Notepad++ or BB Edit if you're on a Mac, uh, and then just put it in there plain and, um, and then add all this stuff inside of here. It's, it takes a little bit more work, um, but at the end of the day, it's it'll save you the drama that I did. As you can see, I only have the H1. You have to have H1 to do the uh, analysis, and then I just... Broke it up in bold so I didn't lose where my sections and my content were. That's at the end of the day, that's what I did. Uh, and that will make this uh, a whole lot easier for you. And again, this and this equals a 96. That's pretty much, I, I could have probably just not told you the rest of that stuff, but this and the, the topic chart and the editor uh, together equals a 96. That's how you get the scores up. Follow that, and you're good. Um, 
Tell us again how much the content plan for that single keyword costs. Uh, telling you again, the only one I mentioned was um, was it Market Muse, and the content plan for that one keyword in Market Muse is a hundred bucks. In uh, in links, I got the baby account. Let me click the upgrade button. There's level two. Uh, I'm paying 39 and I get 100 pages per month. And I don't know how many content briefs I have. I can get. I just keep doing them and it keeps giving them to me. <laughs> um, but really, I don't use it all that much. But if I was on Market Muse, that one content brief alone would be... Uh, 100 bucks for a content brief you can get one that's better in phrase it's pretty much i won't say better but comparable like it's almost the same data just presented differently in phrase and if you were smart enough to jump on the lifetime plan over at AppSumo, you're living the dream uh, there let's see sean i read phrase might include GPT-3 one day. Yes, the uh, people over at uh, Phrase have, after GPT, GPT-3 came out, um, as you know, SEOs like shiny things, and GPT-3 at the time was shiny, so they, uh, and it was right around the time that they're doing the AppSumo stuff, uh, and they, they acknowledged that they were working with, um, they had access to uh, GPT-3. For those of you who don't know, it's AI writing content. Uh, and that'll help. They're, they're trying to get it so that you can actually, they can help with writing the content briefs and make them a little bit even more useful in what they are already. So they're not doing it from the, oh, we're going to take all this co- and make content perspective because there's plenty of junk crap tools out there that'll do that right now. Article Forge is one. Um, they're actually going to be using it so that you can do some intelligent content briefs and, and write out some really cool stuff. Um, which is good. Uh, let's see. Sean's got another question. Schema and structured data for WordPress and AMP plugin has made code area, has a custom code area. If I put my structured code in there, is it effective? So, not on topic. So, I'll answer that one later. Um, all right. So, let's get into the, uh, the on the, the um, the site analysis stuff that's in here, you can put in as many pages that you have for your plan. So Digital Air has 165, but you see you only have 32 inside of here. And you can actually go in there and add and remove pages uh, as you see fit. Like, this one's weird. Like, why is it that way? That kind of stuff. Um and I forget how to remove pages. I'll have to ask um, Dixon again. Uh, but he said you can add and remove pages. So if you're not focusing on you know a bunch of pages that the tool found, you're focusing on specific ones, you can actually come in here and do the whole list. Uh, and then you'd be good. Or you can um, kind of change it around and stuff, etc. And you see, sometimes it just picks out some weird things. Like, I don't know why I got a bunch of 404s. And I think it's because that was after I cold... Uh, SEO this week. I deleted a lot of episodes on there just because the you know, linking sucked and I wasn't doing anything with them anyway and you guys weren't watching them. 
and then some of the, this is just some weird stuff that kind of seems to happen, right? Uh, but once you're done with that, you just go ahead and, and push the auto button, pick your keyword. So I'm going to go back to the primary. And then I'll go out and uh, do this thing, and uh, you can come back into it later and check it out. And when you do that, I should have hit the back button. I didn't like an idiot. Um, you do that, come in here and look at the audits. And it kind of uses the same thing, right? So this is looking at uh, my content before I updated it, I believe. I haven't even done it. Um, but you have that. And then you have the links section in, in here where you can look at your internal links and the recommendations and where the links are going to, etc. cetera. Uh, and you click on that, and it just kind of, you know, here's the page content entity analysis and some of the actions you can uh, kind of do. This is one of the features I really don't use this all that much because all this internal linking that is done with in uh, links is all done via uh, JavaScript. So it renders and then the JavaScript runs and then the links show up and so the users see it. And uh, it does show up so Google sees it too, but again, as we came across to before where I talked about it before, if you are using it and then um, you turn it off, it all erases. And here's the same with the schema. Uh, you guys know me and my my level of schema. This is kind of weak, uh, but this stuff really works. They've done he's done testing, like legit testing, uh, and proved that even this works. And I just kind of took that and, and ran with the ran the ball with it and just did it, made it a whole lot better, right? <clears throat> uh, but again, also implemented with JavaScript. And you just go in here, and if you if you want to use that JavaScript, you just do it and turn it on. If you don't like it, and you're like, no, this one sucks, you just hit delete, and it really removes it out of the schema. Uh, I will say that once you hit that delete button, it goes away forever, and there's no way to add it back. <laughs> the only one that you can is in is here, uh, and that's the about in the um, add a topic uh, section here so you got about and mentions you can add those back if you get a little crazy and, and delete them or if you're using a tool like topical relevance and you don't mind copy pasting uh, all of those lines um, then you can do that uh, i used to use this uh, before topical relevance and just put it in here and copy all the code uh, but as you see, he changed the the way the developer changed the way these output. So now the schema is um, on a copy. It's uncopy uncopyable. You can't deploy it manually. So uh, for me, this is kind of dead. And then you have the uh, the graph tool, and just kind of you know this is what your website is about um, in re in relation to the most used entities and stuff. Uh, and if you are, um, I don't know, if you're a mattress site and you have a whole bunch of plumber um, topics and all that stuff, you, there might be some drama. There might be something to issue here. Uh, like this one. Where's singing? Where the hell is singing coming from? How's that even in there? Uh, and it found those in here. Don't ask me why it found them in there. It just, it just found them in there. So <laughs> I'll have to go in there and see why I have singing in there. But Google, digital marketing news, all that stuff is really related. Uh, and then I just have that one in the woodpile kind of thing. So 
But if you're, like I said, if you're doing like a mattress site and all these aren't even related to anything to mattresses and home furnishings and home decor and um, even health, um, the back pain and that kind of stuff, that might be in here, those kind of topics. Uh, if none of those are the primary ones of your website, you might have an issue. Yeah, look at So this is a good, it's, it's not an end-all be-all, but it's actually a pretty cool tool to just kind of look at and, and get a decent idea of, Oh geez, what the hell happened there? Get a decent idea that you're on a, on the right track uh, with everything. Uh, I don't know what that is. Actual size. Oh come on. Oh, I'm down there anyway. And then you can download the CSV. This is also the um, that blog post I told you about where you can compare. Uh, Pages and that visual graph, you can actually do the same thing with the entire domain uh, as well. And then there's one more section in here. I wanted to find it. Um, I wanted to find it. Man, it's been so long since I used that one tool, but there's a, a section in here that'll actually run through your uh, pages and tell you where you should get more um, backlinks. Uh, and in doing that, it's not there. It's not there. I'll define it for you, and I'll I'll cover it next time, or I'll get Dixon to come on and show us. But um, what it does is it it goes through, and it's kind of like um, what's the other famous tool out right now? Link Whisperer. Um, there's others where you can just put a keyword in and associate that with your website and all that stuff. But basically, what this does is it goes through. Apologize. So, um, so what it does is it goes through and it says, "Hey, you could probably it should link from this page using these anchor texts." Uh, to this page and help build some of the topical relevance uh, in the juice flow through your website. It's not um, like exact match anchors and all that stuff. Uh, and so that's really helpful. I, I Like I said, I haven't used it in, in a while. Um, I, need to f- I need to find that again uh, for you guys so I can highlight it or show it to you guys in another show more effectively. But it, that's uh, it's kind of cool. Uh, and it, it saves you, like, let's say you don't have a whole bunch of silo stuff and you, and you have, like in my case, I got SEO this week. There's a whole bunch of content written in there and I can leverage those pages to build internal links to my other stuff. Uh, and so that's pretty um, dupe, is it where uh, you sign your writers. And let's go here. Uh, user understanding, blah, blah, blah. That's all good. I need to find that section again. That was going to bug me all day until I find it for you guys. But anyway, that's in links. Um, again, uh, I use this in conjunction. So I write my content, just write it however I want to write it. Uh, I don't really worry about SEO. I, I worry about, I do worry about outline and structure. Just so that I um, don't sound like a complete idiot when I'm writing stuff. And then uh, I'll put it into phrase. And then from phrase, it goes into surfer. Usually if I get 100 in phrase, I end up with like a 57 in surfer. 
they're just looking at uh, content in a different way with different things, right? Uh, and then once I get up to a competitive number in Surfer, and I don't really go after hundreds in Surfer because it's a lot of stuff in words and it makes things not sound right. Uh, and then I'll come into inlinks, and usually I, uh, inlinks I end up in the 85 range straight out of Surfer. Um, and that's um, 85 to 90 is typically where I end up. And then I'll knock it up into the 95 is 95s just to, um, you know, boost my ego up. Uh, if I can do it easily, and then from there, you're good to go, right? And you can post it. Uh, and I showed you the results. Keyword analysis service, I was ranking number on the second page with just, um, excuse me, with just the content optimization. No on-page optimization, no Quora yet, no schema yet, uh, et cetera. So um, uh, try it out. See, check out my content optimization video. Just to, you know, if you're using Cognitive, great. It's already set up for you. If you're using Surfer, just replace what I'm doing with Cognitive in that video with what I'm doing, uh, what you're doing in Surfer, and that kind of takes care of everything for you. Uh, let's see. Sumos, the phrase deal on AppSumos is a no-brainer indeed. It is. I know a lot of people that, Failed to take it. I know a lot of people that got it um, and haven't even employed it yet. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, Surfer is better than Phrase. And honestly, I think the two tools work very well together, but neither of them works well on their own. Um, and that's just based off of my testing and, and publishing content, etc., for a whole bunch of people. So um, that works it. Everhart, this is one of the best lessons so far. Oh, awesome. Uh, glad you like it. I, I had some people reach out to me and said they wanted some help with inlinks. I think what I'm going to do is actually schedule some time with D D Dixon. D D D Dixon. And um, have him walk us through it again. Just from a, hey, I'm the seller. Um, I'm, the, I'm the seller uh, for this stuff. And this is why I designed it. And this is what I intended it for. Because... That was really, really helpful for me when I went through his uh, his walkthrough, uh, and I think uh, it'll be helpful for everybody. Uh, Clint, which table of contents WordPress do you, you do you like best? I use Table of Contents Plus. There's plenty of them out there. I just it's the one that I got comfortable with and I use. Um, Dory, I have you on page one, number three. Oh, that's awesome. Stupid personalized search results. That's because Dory thinks I'm awesome and Google knows it, so that she rank they re automatically rank my stuff higher for her. <laughs> or it could be that Kerman section. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, you guys have any other questions? The my podcast is ruined because of the dogs. That'd be awesome. I got to edit all that stuff out, or I'll try. Apple users, I apologize for the loud dogs. I have a really good mic and really bad dogs. So, um, with that, uh, number four in Ireland, that's awesome. Yeah, see, so that's all content only. I haven't even done Cora to it yet. You guys know how much I love the Cora. Um, hell, I haven't even done Cora Lite to it yet. And the Cora Lite is my basic on page optimization. And then I go through Cora after that. Um, and I haven't done that. So, uh, I need to get on the ball and, and see if I can 
get that up a, a whole lot more. Uh, let's see. Well, we know your yeah, yeah. My house is. I have the bravest, the bravest loudmouth ever. And then if you actually like the pool guy, he actually comes into the yard. They just bark at him, and he looks. At, they look at him, and they and they run away and bark louder. So there are good alarms. That's about the extent of my my security system. I think. I I got my wife. She's much meaner than the dogs. You've met her, Dory. You know. <laughs> uh. All right. Okay, so that's it. So if you're good, thank you very much for attending uh, the show. All you Facebook fans, you Periscopes, and uh, your YouTubers. Uh, if you could, hit subscribe and uh, use the bell notification to get notified of the shows. Uh, I try to pop those on uh, five minutes early. You get to listen to a little bit of music, and it uh, gives you some time to catch those notifications if you're using that system. Uh, which is really handy. Leave some comments in the comment section. Um, for whatever reason, uh, YouTube doesn't port the, the live chats over. I think it's gay. I should move port those over to the comment section. But uh, comments in the like in the comment section on the YouTube if you um, have a topic you want to talk about, etc. Uh, one of the listeners did that, and they want to see an episode on setting up apartment schema. So we're going to do that next week and, and write some schema out together. Uh, for apartment complexes, uh, probably just renting an apartment. I'll, but we'll see. I'll have to look at it uh, how we want to do it. I, I don't want to like write it out entirely on the show. So we'll probably I'll probably have like a template built up or something, or I'll give you guys a kind of a sneak preview at um, my new my new schema tool. Um, that is almost ready for the wild. I, I send it out to the what ranks peeps uh, for beta testing. Uh, I believe I gave it to the SIA folks, um, but as you know, people just don't appreciate free, so I didn't get too many updates on um, suggestions. So, if you're listening and you want uh, to see the my beta um, for my schema writing tool, actually, it's so you can write schema manually uh, in the way that you normally do. You just don't have to worry about the commas and the curly brackets and all that crap. It just takes care of it for you. Um, and it's, uh, I would say comparable to schema app, but the UI is a little bit more friendlier, uh, and the learning curve is significantly, significantly less. Uh, and right now the only deployment is you copy it and apply it manually onto your web pages. So you're not tied into, um, a subscription just yet. Uh, we are going to monetize it. We've got to get the money back, um, and, uh, probably do the, the, a, uh, deployment, type of system uh that'll push it out um but uh we'll see how that works out if anything that's good for the agency types that are uh, doing schema work for clients etc and then they don't pay or whatever you just shut all that stuff off and um (laughs) no what's that what's that phrase know your worth uh and when uh, you're not getting your worth as agreed upon then you can uh, get your money back or get your work back uh, and that's kind of the um, our thought process on uh, doing subscription for that schema tool. So, um, but I like it. It's actually the UI is really cool. Um, we had a little bit of hiccups trying to figure out how to get it to create schema that I write. Like you guys have seen it, it's pretty extensive, right? Um, and then how do you create schema in the at graph where you can actually do the hierarchies and all that stuff? And the devs nail it and 
I think we figured it out. And then we just need to do some more testing and there's some more people that are uh, that are looking at it. So I'll probably show that next to you, next week to you guys, and then you can jump on. Uh, I'll get I'll share the URL with you too, and you can jump on and um, and and use it and write your own. And just please, I'm giving it to you for free to use in the beta. If you could at least give me some suggestions on how to fix it, that would be cool. Versus all you greedy bastards that don't take free stuff and don't do anything with it. Um, and that's just, you know, I'm the same way. You get stuff for free, you don't value it as much, right? I got a hard drive full of free and exciting. Um, and so just human nature, I guess we got to figure that out. But um, anyway... Hopefully you guys will like the tool. They worked a really long time on it and uh, and came out with something really nice that I appreciate. So, uh, last comment from Nick Jennings. Thank you for all the schema knowledge that you've shared. It has been incredible. Oh, I appreciate you. Um, and hopefully, as um, hopefully there's some more updates, right? Because I want to update the courses and uh, what ranks in SIA uh, with some new schema stuff. And schema is what schema is. You have to wait for schema.org to send out some new major updates to actually, you know, update things. <laughs> it doesn't change all that much. But when this, when they update things, they add new schema types and all that stuff. So um, I'm waiting for a new one of those, and then we'll, I'll update the uh, courses in what ranks in SIA, and then we're going to do some promotions for uh, both of them. Affiliate programs are already set up for both of them. Uh, so if you guys want to make a little bit of extra coin and you have some people that want to buy, um, SIA would probably be your best bet because uh, what ranks is a single, well, I have two pay, so you'll get two affiliate. You'll get paid up off of both of those in the two pay. So um, put it, and it's 50%. And I believe SIA, uh, Dory's, the, we, she's got that set up where you get a commission on the recurring of the membership. Uh, so if you want to promote anything, promote SIA way more, um, value. There's more things you can, uh, offer in there, uh, and, and some stuff. And we're going to do, um, uh, actually I'm going to be offering a consultation time inside of, uh, both of those courses. Uh, the first people that I'm going to do, I'm going to just kind of break in my system and figure it out and how I want to do it will be the SIA folks where you'll be able to just, you know, I have, 15 minute block and you got one or two questions you need answered uh you can schedule that with me as part of your membership uh unlimited obviously but within reason um and then um that will help you just kind of give you a second set of eyes right i'm not the end all be all of seo but i'm the second set of eyes that might help you solve an issue um, and so that's good. I think I'm kind of good at it. I don't know. I saved the company that was losing $29,000 a year on content, and now they're profiting $15,000 a year. Um, and that was just one phone call. So I'm, I might have a little bit of skills. So if you're in SA, uh, come and I, once we turn that on, uh, come check it out. And otherwise, uh, I'll see you all next week for SEO this week. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh, and if you are um, a podcast listener, welcome back. I know I let you guys all down, uh, but I hope to have that all fixed here soon enough.